we are back with another fun episode. Uh, how you say how are you doing? I'm apparently losing my mind because I could have sworn I just saw bright lights to my right. Is it a ghost? Well, it's apparently not my watch, which is what I thought it was. Like my the light from bouncing off my watch onto the wall. Uh huh. So I really don't know. That's weird. I may be losing it. I don't know. Well, I, we always just dive on in because that kind of falls into this. Well, um, apparently, I will say, and there's we're still waiting on more details to try to figure out what the heck we saw. But uh, my parents have a camera uh, on their um, garage. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my voice is shattering today for some reason. Uh, and it picked up. Sunday morning at 5 o'clock, it picked something up. And there was, it was almost like light was shining onto the front of their cars. Only the only way for headlights to be shining onto the front of their cars would be for a car to be driving in that direction. And the only way it'd be driving in, it couldn't be seen because there's a giant garage in the way. That's so weird. there's, it was two lights. Each between two separate sets of cars. You might need to get and, your hands on those video because this sounds interesting. Yeah. But it picked it up at five o'clock this one, five o'clock Sunday morning, and it was just like, you know, sometimes it, it's like a, it's a motion sensitive. So if somebody drives by the somebody drives past their driveway, it gets picks it up. And those ones are pretty easy to just hit delete. But this one, there was no one driving by, and there was no way for those lights to have come, you know, from a car. Huh. So, yeah, when we find out more. Tons of UFO stuff popped up. Yeah. Uh Let's see. What was that date? Um, September. 22nd? Yeah, the 22nd. Hmm. Oh, this is June. Huh. I don't know. I know, um... Well, you're gonna have to get the video, because I don't know if there's anything crazy, any, um... meteors or anything yeah. spotted. But you talk about seeing crazy things. That kind of falls into this story here. From mind control to murder. How a deadly fall revealed the CIA's darkest secrets. Well, I was, uh... The, what shut what made me think of this one when I seen it was watch the dock and that's what they think um they use this for the assassin that killed Bobby Kennedy. Mm. Because the guy doesn't remember any of it. He doesn't remember any of it. Going into the kitchen and, and shooting like thirteen times. He doesn't remember any of it. Wow. Hmm. Kind of interesting on that one. He remembers being somewhere completely different than where, where he ended up. But um, this one is Frank Ols- um, Olson, Olson ugh, died in 1953, but, but because of um, clandestine U.S. government experiments, it took decades for his family to get closer to the truth. Um Glass shattered high above 7th Avenue in Manhattan before dawn on a cold November morning in 53. Seconds later, a body hit the sidewalk. Jimmy, the doorman at the Statler Hotel, 
was momentarily stunned. Then he turned and ran into the um, hotel lobby. We got a jumper, he shouted. We got a jumper. The night manager peered up through the darkness at, at his Hawking Hotel. After a few moments, he picked out a, a curtain flapping through an open window. It, it turned out to be the room of 1018A. Two names were in the registration card. Robert Olson and Rob, uh, Frank Olson and Robert Lashbrook. Uh, police officers entered the room with guns drawn. They saw no one. The window was open. They pushed open the door to the bathroom and found Lashbrook sitting on the toilet. Head in his hands. He had been sleeping. He said, I heard a noise and then I woke up. The man that went out the window, what is his name? Olson came, the reply, Frank Olson. In all my years in the hotel business, the night manager later reflected, I never encountered a case where someone got up in the middle of the night, ran across a dark room in his underwear, avoided two beds, and dove through a closed window with the shade and curtains drawn. Wow. Early the next morning, one of Olson's close colleagues drove to Maryland to break the terrible news to the dead man's family. He, he told um, Alice Olson and her three children that Frank fell or jumped to his death from a hotel window. Naturally, they were shocked, but they had no choice other than to accept what they were told. Alice did not object when told that, given the condition of her husband's body, family members should not view it. The funeral was held with a closed casket. There was... The, um, there the case might have ended. Decades later, however, speculation revealed cast... or spec, spectacular revelations cast... Ocean's, um, Olson's death in a completely new light. First, the CIA admitted that shortly before he died, Olson's colleagues had lured him to a retreat and fed him LS, or LSD without his knowledge. Then it turned out that Olson had talked about leaving the CIA and told his wife that he had made a terrible mistake. Slowly, a counter-narrative emerged. Olson was disturbed about his work and wanted to quit, leading, t- leading his comrades to c- consider him a security risk. All of this led to him in room 1018A. Hmm. <laughs> That's kind of crazy stuff they do, and I think they still do it now. Oh, yeah. Um, it just goes into more details about all this. Of course, Ken comes back in the room and somebody has to climb off my lap after she was sleeping. Uh, get any more details on this, but yeah, this just goes more into it because you know this is what we're talking about MK Ultra. Um, we I know we've talked about a little bit about this in the past. Um, it's it makes you kind of wonder if they were doing this how many years ago? What are they doing now? I don't know. What do you think? You think some of this stuff I, is still going on? Well, some of this is still going on, definitely. It just you know it's not as now that they've put out, you know, movies and documentaries and stuff, you know, basically saying, yeah, this happened, and look at what a joke it was. hmm You know, you can do whatever now, and no one would even blink because they know it happened before, and how could it happen now? Well... Now that they've said it. hmm Well, talking about that, uh, we watched the beginning. We didn't watch all of this season. Amazon had a, had a thing like that. And... Basically, what was happening is is soldiers go to war, they see things, things happen they don't like, right? 
Yeah. They sent him to this facility, but then you basically, you learn later on what they're doing is, is they're erasing that kind of stuff. The PTSD stuff. Okay. They're erasing that so they can send him back into war. Oh. So basically that's what they were doing is they were erasing that stuff and then sending them back because it's expensive to train soldiers, right? Yeah. Especially experienced ones. So that's what they were doing is they were erasing it, sending them back to war. That I'm surprised stuff like that really doesn't. Well, I think that's what the drones are for. Well, now, yeah, now that they can send, they can just send machines in there and, you know, you don't even have to be out there. You can just have someone at a desk. Yep. Drones are done by small teams. You got a pilot, you got an analyst, and you got the boss, basically. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But talking about the brain controls. <laughs> there. Yeah, this, so. <laughs> this leads to this one. Yeah, and oh, hang on one second here. Well, I am really losing my mind today. Inside. Well, this one is inside the forever war against parasites yeah. trying to control our brains. Something's controlling my brain today. And I mean, it could just be the crap that stuck, that stuffed up in my head today, but. <laughs> yeah, don't sit crap in your brain. It's not so good. I've had a head cold since uh, yesterday afternoon and it has not been fun. So. Uh, now researchers are starting to gather clues about the long-standing battle of parasites on Earth that are hijacking bodies and brains of hosts. Uh, this is a recently published a comprehensive review of research into the war between parasites and hosts. Uh, psychologist Marco Del Gucci or Gudis says that. Um, he was interested in the implications for psychology and neuroscience and has, and argues that the relentless parasitic attack has, assault has likely shaped their host's nervous and endocrine systems. So it comes out basically saying it may be impossible for something as simple as a unis, uh, one cell organism the control of a higher order life form but the phenomenon is frequent in nature rats have an innate instinctive re- reaction to odors of cats that says stay away uh, and then uh, this says this, this makes basic evolutionary sense but a rat infected with, uh, tox- with toxoplasma doesn't act that way, and it's not scared of the cat because it's had that fear taken away. Basically, just like what you were saying that they're they're doing with humans in a way. Mm. Parasites can penetrate inside the brain and attack it from within, or secrete uh, neuroactive compounds that'll reach the brain through circulation. In both cases, they need to get past the blood-brain interface and its defenses. When this assault fails, a parasite can take an indirect route uh, and send its own chemical signals into the brain. Uh, the body and brain swap information. Uh, 
via the chemicals released by endocrine organs like the thyroid, as well as part of the immune system. Uh, it could also lodge itself inside an organ and or manipulate it from the outside. And this puts the entire nervous system, not just the brain, at the front line and in danger. It really can mess you up. Oh, yeah. Make you deadly sick and make you crazy. I'm scrolling through here. Craziness. But yeah, so basically, it's already they're already seeing, you know, how this happens in animals, and it's been happening in animals for a long time. But now, you know, especially with, you know, modern medicine, that can already break down some of our immune system, and it's making it a lot easier for these things to get in. Well, I've seen this one here. They're showing the one about the ant. I've seen the one where, have you seen the one video where um, it was, uh, oh, I'm trying to see. It's a, it's a green praying mantis. And the praying mantis, you know, looked normal. And they took it and put it in the water and the parasite came in its butt. Ooh. It came, like a huge, huge, huge thing came out of its butt and then it died. Like it was kind of, I guess, dead already. Yeah, the parasite was controlling it. So when they did that, the parasite exited its butt. <clears throat> yeah, it was not so good. I can think of some people that are parasites. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I I know. I feel the same. <laughs> uh, this one, we're we're approaching this one very very fast. Sticking on the brain control. Brain computer interfaces and mind control move one step closer to becoming reality. Everything is heading toward the brain computer interface. The cell phone, the internet, and the social media are only three of the technologies that have colonized expanding segments of our lives. And while they have their own respective uses, each can be considered by considered <coughs> but a stepping stone on the path to plugging our brains directly into the web. Uh, no, thank you. So, no, I think, isn't Elon Musk working on that? Yeah, yeah I mean, he, I mean, we already really had this, like, with Google Glass. You know, the VR, you're already literally plugging your brain into the web. No, I think they're actually meaning it's actually but connected. Yeah, no, yeah, Elon Musk has been working on this for a couple of months now. And it's scary because I understand why he's doing it. And the actual, you know, scientific study and helping mankind, he has very good reasons. It could help people who are paralyzed move again because the computers are, you know, basically reprogramming their own body's programming. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this is literally the Terminator. The beginning of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all the AIs and stuff they got going on. Exactly. Yep. And of course, the next thing is talking about a dystopian sci-fi. For the first several years, now a growing number of organizations have been working on the development of brain-computer interfaces. Yeah. Well, people kind of learn from science and make it real, don't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Researchers also developed neutral networking algorithms in order to accurately... Um, interpret the wireless transmitted signals, which previously were difficult to process and identify. Deep learning methods commonly used to classify pictures of everyday things, such as cats and dogs, are used to analyze the EEG signals. Um, 
like pictures of dogs, which can have a lot of variations. EEG signals have the same challenges of high variability. Deep learning methods have proven to work well with pictures, and we show that they work very well, the EEG signals as well. So it's getting there. Yeah, they just have to work on programming it more. Exactly. And once they produce a workable BCI, um, which is brain computer, uh, what was that brain computer? Yeah. Interface, um, yeah. The sky will be limited in terms of how they can use it for profit. Oh, of course. People will be able to be online regardless of where they are, either helping to generate the personal data that makes money for the likes of Facebook or purchasing products that they have made um, that have made Amazon, Walmart, some of the biggest companies in history. Hmm. Wow. Well, speed this is going. We're going to be getting this pretty quick. Yeah. And I guess see that have both good and bad. No, I think that's pretty much anything. You have the good, you have the bad. I don't know. I guess it's just another one of those things you just kind of have to sit back and watch. Yeah. But like you said, it can help the disabled, help military vets and all that, but... Yeah. Um, The problem is, it could inevitably help those people, you know, 20 years from now. mm -hmm. But then you also... But that's not not what it's going to be used for first. Right. It's going to be for profit. First thing it says, money. Exactly. So you got the next one? Yeah. Well, I did, and then it decided to get to give me something to ask me for my email address, and I oh. said no. This one is UFOs are real, and you were never supposed to see the military officials say. Nope, we were not. Um, so December 17 and March 18... New York Times released three quote-unquote declassified videos showing Navy pilots training unidentified flying objects. The mystery crafts moved at at hypersonic speeds, flying tens of thousands of feet above the Earth with no distinct wings, engines, or visible signs of propulsion whatsoever. In a statement delivered to the intelligence uh, news website The Black Fault, spokesperson for the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare announced that the Navy officially considers the craft in these videos unidentified aerial phenomena, meaning the eerie videos are authentic and the objects which were in restricted military airspace in in 2004 and 2015 were not supposed to be there. Uh, the objects have still not been successfully identified as any type, of, any known type of aircraft. Uh, also, this footage was never cleared for public release, meaning those three uh, unidentified phenomena were never supposed to be known by anybody outside that area. Oops. <laughs> yep. That, that's a big oops. It leaked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the videos may have been improperly released by a former Pentagon employee who had applied for permission to share them across several government agencies as part of a database on unmanned aerial vehicles uh, He was that he was allegedly compiling. Apparently, he'd received permission to share the videos for government use only. Um, however, the Navy never actually declassified the footage. 
Nice. So, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Can we say Snowden? Uh, yeah. Exactly. See, the funny thing is, if they would have just kept their mouth shut, nobody would have known. Everybody would be like, it's fake. Exactly. If you don't say anything, people will just think it's not real. Uh-huh. The just second like- you said something, it's like, uh, you done screwed up, girl. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. Cause I like, I mean, I love, I love my podcast. I love the stories. I love my docs, but you never know. It's like some of the stories they say are so outrageous. It's like, what? Yeah. You're worried that your Coke was going to kill the alien kids. <clears throat> well, that is actually the one because they, they could float because they're meta- magnetic stuff in their suits. So they could float a little bit. Yeah. And if you got a can of Coke, what happens? I wouldn't want that to explode, A, on the alien kids, or B, if it's in my office with all my paperwork. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I had a chance. To, I haven't had a chance to watch all these videos. But, yeah, watch the videos and see what you what you guys think, because I think it's crazy. But speaking of this one, we get another season of Blue Book, so i like to know where they go in with all this. Oh, yeah. Oop. Oh, I'm just happy we're getting another season of Blue Book. I know, right? Um, this one, um, the latest, Earthling Visitors Dwelling at Area 51 event. This is funny. Did you see how many people showed up to that? Oh, yeah. It was like 1,500 people. I saw the one. I don't, I, I, I never have a chance to like watch everything or read. So I just get like the uh, little brief excerpts of it. But did you see the guy that was doing the interview and then the other one runs behind like Naruto? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Well, they had, they wanted Naruto people, you know? And that was that one article that we read before it all, when they first started talking about it. Yeah, what they were looking for. Jokingly, you know, they're going to have this over here, this over there, this over there. I'm like, Area 51 is like, there's nothing really there. There's so many other places, other, you know, that stuff could be. I don't think there's really much there. I mean, they're working and they're doing, but I don't think it's as crazy as everybody thinks it is, as it used to be. But... But yeah, this one right here, it says the latest on Storm Area 51 events uh, in two tiny Nevada towns near the once secret military, secret military research base. Um, 8.45 p.m. Earthlings visitors are dwelling at an alien stock festival in the remote Nevada desert and the lights are off where an evening... Music program spot um, inspired by a storm area 51. Internet post was canceled. But people still showed up. Um, Leaking County Emergency Services. Uh, Chief uh, Eric Holt said Saturday that after that after crowds peaked at about 3,000 first responders from around the state were being sent home. <laughs> No one knew how many people would arrive in in response to an internet meme to storm the gates of a military base. Long. (laughs) The focus of conspiracy theories about extraterrestrials and UFOs. 
Well, it wasn't a meme. It was an event. Yeah. And then the memes followed. <laughs> this is funny, like, reading this. This has got, like, timetables of everything that happened. Let's see. 420. Vincent Dahl of Stock. Stockton, California, woke up at the um, Alien Stock Campground in remote, Neva- um, remote Nevada looking to hitch a ride to the nearest gate. <laughs> at the once secret Area 51 site, um, John uh, Derryberry <laughs> and Sarah Shore, a couple from Nashville, Tennessee, highly obliged. By the time they made it across eight miles of dusty road, the trio in their th- um, their mid twenties were like old friends. <laughs> I also like, love that it's specifically at four twenty. Uh huh. That's why I picked it. <laughs> they came after an internet hoax invited people to storm Area Fifty One. It wasn't a hoax; it was a joke. Yeah, that people took lo- like serious. The government took serious. The military took serious, and I peed myself because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Well, would this be the same way as, um, dude, they could have done, like, Burning Man, and they could have, like, erected a, a giant alien and burned it. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's what they need to do next year. The site, um, the site is the focus of popular lore about government um, studies of aliens. Uh, Dahl was in a tinfoil hat <laughs> to prevent the government from reading his thoughts, Derry Berry wore a Buzz Lightyear costume and short uh, danced in a glittery cape. They found dozens of other gawkers at the gate. <laughs> oh my god, Bert! This would have been an awesome car ride. You got Buzz Lightyear driving. You just need a stabby stabby unicorn. Damn it! See, Bart, you could have gone as Fox Mulder and I could have done as Stabby Stabby Unicorn. <laughs> Damn it. We need to go next year. Oh, there's going to be a next year. There's no... In fact, but the problem is now that it's happened, they're going to be prepared for it and it's going to be a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like the new Burning Man. Oh, no. I, I guarantee the government will have had something, had a whole festival set up. I don't know if we did. Well, you know, what? we'll just get a hold of Trump and be like, Trump, we're doing this. But I don't know if weed's legal in Nevada or not. I don't we'll, remember. We'll do. We'll we'll just have the government pass out some LSD. It'll be okay. <laughs> the people really would be seeing aliens. Yeah, because I've seen the alien, the new alien costumes, where like the whole aliens your body and then the front, your your head hangs out the front. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was just I, I was just informed that I need to start a Kickstarter for this. <laughs> Instead of Burning Man, it'd be what UFO free, free the aliens. Well, that that there you go, Bart. We'll do we'll free the aliens and we'll make alien um coverings <clears throat> like alien pasties. Oh God! Oh, we can get so much trouble. Let's do it. Believe me, we, you've already said it. We're already in trouble. <laughs> hey, I want the men in black to show up so I can laugh at them. But hey, we're not the only ones plotting demise, so are whales. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> whales are plotting something. According to The Atlantic, whale songs have been getting deeper over the past half century, uh, since at least the 1960s. Their pitch downshifting the equivalent of three white keys on a piano. 
Uh, reports of the changes in pitch have come uh, from a recent study analyzing over a million recordings of whale calls that found sim that found similar tonal shifts among different species of whales and amid groups that never usually that never interact with one another. There's a few theories on why this is and why whales are suddenly mumbling. Whales are one mumbling. is. One is that sea traffic is making it harder to hold a conversation. Understandable. I mean, I, I usually have a hard time talking to one another. They're cussing. That's what it is, Bart. Yes. Uh, even whale populations in more rural parts of the ocean without a ton of maritime traffic are singing in deeper voices, though. And many whales already know what they have to pa- know that they have to pause their conversations to let ships pass. They're cussing. Ah, yeah. A uh, second theory: protections against commercial whaling have helped populations to rebound, meaning there are now more whales in closer pro- closer proximity to one another, and so their calls have become lower in pitch because they're no longer communicating long distance. Well, that well, a I think they're cussing, and b they're just getting eaten. More and more uh, countries are going back to whaling. Iceland, I forget the other one, and Japan. So Japan's no longer going to be killing whales to find out what they eat because they want to see what they vomit up. Well, and that's kind of what their third theory is, where that we're destroying the ocean and one thing is the is by whaling again. Mm-hmm. Whaling has been, um, the whaling ban has, has been lifted. And, and they're do- thinking that maybe carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has been indirectly messing with their voices. Well, it's probably the plastic stuck in their throat. That too. So, yeah, it, you know, either they're cursing or we're killing them. I'm going to say all the above. Or both. I'm going to say all the above. What do you think? I, I think it's all the above. Yeah. Cassie, stop eating whale. No more whale butts for you. She's rolling her eyeballs at me when I tell her she's not allowed to eat no more whale butts. <sighs> Although that would be fun, too. I think we could go do that. Go go join the Sea Shepherds. Yeah. I almost did. They showed up at Odd Mall one time. But I was too busy trying to do too many things that didn't get a chance to get to the table. I should have. But then I would get in trouble. <laughs> Even worse, because I'm like you. I don't like water. I don't eat. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like water, but I will throw shit at you. Literally. <laughs> and talking about shit. <laughs> Missouri mom's dry shampoo explodes. Shattering car sunroof. <laughs> ha. I guess it took a genius to realize that aerosol cans... And a very hot car may explode. Good thing they were in it. I don't think they were in the car. No. Oops. Mel, I guess that's why there's warnings on the bottle. Yes. Yep. They weren't in the car. It exploded, but destroyed the car. Do you see the pictures of this? This is, yeah, this is wow. I heard water bottles will do the same. Well, I mean, there's always, there's that, you know, urban legend about the lady bit her having her head shot off. And it was the can of biscuits. Mm-hmm. But this one right here, it was just, you know, holy crap. Well, talking about biscuits and holy crap, so's the next one. <laughs> truck stop, truck, truck stop, camel prescribed antibiotics after woman bites it. A veterinarian has prescribed antibiotics to a camel owned by a Louisiana truck stop petting zoo after a woman bit the 600 pound animal to free herself from under its weight 
Sheriff's office documents obtained by the advocate on Monday uh, accused Florida couple Gloria and Edmund of throwing treats for their, their um, unleashed dog into, into the um, camel's enclosure at a tiger truck stop. The couple told deputies the camel attacked the dog, but the sheriff's office said the couple had provoked the animal before it sat on Gloria. She crawled under um, under barbed wire to retrieve her pet. Um, she told officers she had to bite the camel to free herself. Uh, truck stop manager said a veterinarian prescribed Casper antibiotics as precaution. Is this the one where she bit it in the nuts? I brought another uh, I story somewhere. I where, don't believe it said where she bit. Where she bit him in the nuts. I think we'll just say there she bit him in the nuts. Because I think I read that on another one where she bit a camel in the balls. <sighs> wow. Uh, Go from mind control to biting nuts. Yeah. Uh, to something that doesn't have at least one of those. But does that mean the camel has to get rabies shots now? That's what's interesting. Like, I'm sure, you know, they did that because they didn't know, you know... The same, you know, they would they would feel they would feel the same the other way around. If you know, the camel bit her, they wouldn't know what, you know, what antibodies had been transferred. Well, they do say we have really dirty mouths, so yeah. Hmm. Poor camel's got PSTD now. Oh, he's gonna freak out every time he sees treats and dogs. <sighs> That's sad. Mm-hmm. It should have just turned and spit on her. Uh-huh. We got in trouble last time for for spitting on people, so we decided to sit on her. Exactly. Hmm. But you were talking about... Uh, yeah, a robot gymnast. Mm-hmm. Boston Dynamics is building a robot army that is growing so technologically advanced and physically formidable that um, it's going to destroy us before climate change does. And climate change is already doing it, so... Yep, yep, yep. We just burn it all, all, all the candle all the way around. Yeah. So, it's our, we've already seen its robot dog, and then the one that opened the, the doors and all that. Yeah. And looking at um, this robot that looks like a ninja turtle without a head, it's um, terrifying. It is a three hundred and thirty pound bipedal robot. Fully capable of hunting any hunting something down in the woods in the dark. It uses its whole body, legs, arms, and torso to perform uh, dynamic maneuvers uh, that form a gymnastic routine. Uh, they said they said they created the maneuvers using new techniques that streamline the development process. Uh, first, an optimization algorithm that transforms high-level descriptions of each maneuver into reference motions. It then tracks the motions using a predictive controller that blends from one maneuver to the next. It has a performance (laughs) success rate of about 80%. Oh, this is going to be crazy what they slowly do with these. Can you imagine these on the battlefield? Oh... Well, that's it. I mean, this is gonna. Re- this is what's gonna replace the drones. Yep. Well, you gotta think if you if you replace the soldiers with that, you don't have to feed them, don't yeah. have to pay them. 
and, and you don't even ha- you won't even have to have as many people ma- manning the drones. Mm-mm. Get a central computer, and then they can think for themselves and do their own. Precisely. Wars would be quicker, I would think. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, talk about the robots and climate change. Here's this one. Um, climate change. Uh, scientists to report on ocean emergency caused by warming. If you look here, if you see the uh, the video down here where the Arctic ice um, shows how much it sh- has shrunk in a handful of years. Um, it will be the clearest uh, declaration yet on how an overheating world is hammering our oceans and frozen regions. Yeah, because uh, you heard what uh, Bill Gates wants to do. He wants to spray uh, reflective stuff in the sky. Sure sounds <laughs> like... Um, oh, what was it? Connor, but it does the immortals. Sure sounds yeah. like... Sounds like that one movie where everything was red. Um, scientists have been meeting in Monaco to finalize a report on the seas and the uh, cryosphere. Released on Wednesday, it will show how the oceans have uh, been a friend helping us cope with rising temperatures. But it will warn that warming is turning the seas into a huge potential threat to hum- to humanity. Well, yeah, I no, mean, because it, it, it's well, you know it it's a domino effect. One thing leads to the other, and I think we're going to end up with a, uh, an ice age. I think if uh, the Atlantic belt stops again, then we're just <laughs> Welcome to the Little Ice Age. <laughs> but yeah, just watching this video over the past, what, since 1980? Yeah. How much it's changed is crazy. Yeah, it starts off with 1980. It was 7.7 million square kilometers. And then where is it now? Now it's it at uh, 4 point uh. Uh, something or other. So yeah, it's like I just half. saw it and then it moved. It's like half of what it was in 1980. So almost 40 years ago. Yeah, 4.6. It dropped yeah. down to 4.6. That's almost half. That's got to go somewhere. Why a lot of places are being flooded out. Yep. Cassie finally calmed down and is in my lap sleeping. Aww. Boop. Yeah, the last part on here, it says even the potential to switch diets to get more of our protein from oceans would likely cut carbon. I think it's just a snowball. I don't know if we would have enough to be able to. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there was um that one that one girl from overseas. She came over here to talk about climate change. Like She's been going all over and talking about climate yeah. change. Um. And pretty much he came over here and was made fun of. The pumpkin pie did a lot of it, but a lot of them have just been making fun of her. And I know the UN doesn't even want to talk to her. No, and that's what that's what's really pissing me off. That, you know, she's actually trying. Unlike and most. it's nothing. No, well, because the, the wealthy, the ones in charge, none of this, none of this, um, I don't know what you want to say. No, this really, you know, it, it doesn't affect them. No. If need be, they can always just go and run off to another planet. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to do. <sighs> Any, Sad. Yep. Any other stories we've got? I um, think that was all of them. I don't... Yeah, that's all that I've got here on the dock. I mean, we'll, we'll post everything up. Um, We'll get all that stuff posted. 
and you guys can read and dive deeper than what we just touched base on. Exactly, and maybe you guys have seen something different, you know, a different take on what we've just found. Mm-hmm. Craziness, craziness, craziness. So what do you say, another good show, Bart? I say another good show. <laughs> you want to go ahead and take us out, or you want me to? Sure. I'll take okay. us out. Um, if, like, like I said, if you've got, like, another take on something we've been talking about, or something new, you know, that you, that we haven't thought of, uh, a cool story, or your own personal story, you can email us at tftdpodcast at gmail.com, that is tftdpodcast at gmail.com, I wasn't entirely sure if I said that right. Yep, you're good. You can also get a hold of us on Facebook and Twitter, TFTD Podcast. Uh, we are def- We will definitely respond, email or Facebook. Facebook, I'm on it way too much, so I know, yes, we will respond. <laughs> uh, you can also check out our T Public store. Uh, get a shirt or any other, other accessories that they've got with our logo on it. And... Be sure just keep, if you haven't, if you're not following us on your podcaster, please, you know, hit subscribe so you can get most of the time that you can get our uh, show when it first comes out. But then other than that, I would say we will see you next week. Yep. I will see you next week. Everybody stay safe. Keep your eyes to the sky or the ground and we will catch up with you next time around. Bye. Bye, guys.